Welcome to another episode of Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate <laughs> the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying. I'm hosting this podcast today along with my two very good friends. Which one of you is, is uh, whose episode? This is Brian's episode, right? A better friend. Which one of you is a better friend? <laughs> I thought you were about to say a better friend, too. I was like, <laughs> probably John DeBarry if y'all go more back. But gets, I was like, Brian Ford is dope motherfucker. Billing. So No, no, no. Because one of you owns this theme ingredient for this Me. week. This is you. This is Brian right. Ford. JDB yeah. is here it's playing BF. the role of, of Dave again today. Ooh, yeah. He's pretty good at that. Uh, but JDB, you were just Although telling I win, us. So not that good at it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, damn. damn. That boy fired his own damn. shot and did his own reaction to damn. it. Damn. <laughs> that boy told a joke and then said, ooh. <laughs> he told the joke. He said, ooh. And then ducked out of the screen. He like, get out of the way. <laughs> and then he like fired a shot at himself and then ducked out of the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm just here alone. <laughs> Uh, this week we are talking about instant potato flakes. That's the theme ingredient. But we uh, we got some catching up to do here. Before we got on, JDB was explaining last week we're having some technical difficulties, and you uncovered the mystery: is your computer now detects if you like give a physical thumb up or something? What is the thing? Yeah, apparently like the new Mac operating system, like whatever whatever national park that they're now naming it after. Um, <laughs> It has this automatic, like automatic detection of gestures and like it's face the FaceTime camera and, and it, if apparently if you do a thumbs up it'll like overlay an an animated thumbs up and apparently if you're recording a podcast uh, it will break the software uh, and <laughs> turn your camera off and make you have to restart. Whoa! Fortunately, uh, it seems not to be not working for you guys, but like. <laughs> Yeah, or, I, I don't know why me yeah. and Chris decided to try to fuck everything up just now. <laughs> like, we're, we're both just like, how, do we, how can yeah, we why this this up? break this episode? How can we yeah. just have an excuse here? John, John was literally <laughs> describing the ways in which giving a thumbs up might ruin the podcast. And Brian and I were immediately just like, <laughs> You're both. thumbs up? You're like double thumbs, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up? Uh, no, so I'm, I'm glad we've resolved that. I'm terrified that that exists, that that's a reality that we live in now, that your computer just does. Brian, where are you sitting? Where are you calling in from? Looking all clean, baby oh, face man. over here. I'm in. I'm in yeah, my. I'm in my trailer, man. Oh, you're in a trailer. I'm sh- what? I'm, sh- I'm in Toronto shooting a show. Oh man! Can you give us? Okay, a sh- that's why there's a hard out because they're all my fucking. I was supposed to have a day off today, but well, whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to get into things. But I'm here. Wow. I'm here about to go film some stuff, and uh, I'm trailer. I'm trailer in it, guys. Is it too I'm early to tell boy. us anything about the show? Is it too early? Um, I mean, I can just tell you, and then on the back end, uh, it'll come out next summer. It's a baking show. I'm judging, Ooh. judging a baking show. Oh, sick. Good old, good old fashioned safe money. Hey, let me let know? me say this. By the way, <laughs> let me say this. That's a big ass trailer. It is. I thought I thought you there's were a, in like an office building in Lyons. Uh, yeah, no, like no. There's there's a, there's a, there's there's a it's a good host, a good good level, good good quality. It's a big ass show. It's a huge fucking ridiculous budget show so um yeah well they spent 90 percent of it on that trailer because that's a big trailer (laughs) no they spent 90 percent on the w room i'm staying in for three weeks you know what i mean so holla at your boy you heard me more on that by the way because i did this recipe in the w hotel room oh i'm excited to hear about that because you had a crazy constraint too it's it's gonna be fucking nuts um any (laughs) oh sorry for the f-bombs guys sorry excitable today right now uh Have you, either of you, been eating anything in your respective parts of the world? Anything, cooking anything, eating anything cool? How's the Toronto food scene? Actually, surprisingly good. The city itself is low. I stayed shitting on cities. It's it's fine. Toronto, it's like, it's fine. Um, good food, though. I've been, I had this yeah, place called good. Mimi's. Mimi's was really good. It's like Chinese food's really good. Uh, I had some surprisingly good slice of pizza. Had some good Jamaican patties. Good Jamaican food good Jamaican out here. Food. A place called Chubby's. Mm-hmm. The place hmm. called Chubby's, yo, shout out because it's fire. Jerk, cocoa, like right, everything was good. So pretty good food. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade, boulder dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. 
Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Uh, what about you, JDB? What have you been, what have you been consuming over there? Um, I haven't been, I can't remember of anything I ate recently that was really that interesting, but I actually, I had my first viral TikTok and it actually was like, because of the show, what? I had to go, to, I had to go to Calustians to get all the ingredients for the mole recipe that we did. Uh, I saw that video. Was. Yeah. And I was just like recorded. I, I have all this like bartending stuff on my TikTok and it gets like 500 views and it's really depressing. And then. Um, I posted this video about Calusians being like, this is why I live in New York. It's like the coolest place Like, it has everything. Like there's no other place like it that has all of this stuff together in one place. And I just didn't think anything of it. And then now it's gotten like 450,000 views. Ooh, and, yes. and I get like all these really bad faith comments from people being like, actually, we have stores like that in all over the world. And you're just like a totally provincial New York person. And you think that everything is cool is in New York. It doesn't exist anywhere else. And so like, actually like, fuck off. And I'm like, <sighs> what's, I'm just trying to make a TikTok. What's more depressing? I'm like, JDB? look, man, I just, <laughs> what's, what's more depressing having the 500 views or having loser strangers from around the world, uh, in your ear now? Um, I, I like the attention, so I think it's more depressing when my, when my bartending videos don't do well. No, John, join me, join me on this new, in this new, uh, world where you don't give a fuck about social media. It's great. It is, I know. It, it I really feel, should. No, it feels phenomenal, man. No, I Trust really should. Me. I just, Get I just off think the app, don't log in. <laughs> do not, bro, I'm telling you, I've gone a few weeks just like not giving it like it's kind of nice. months, really. It feels yeah. liberating. Just live your it's life, baby. Nice. You are amazing. Yeah. Fuck them people. Damn, I had fun though. Be, I have fun though because I like to screw with people. And then I also, people like fight in the comments because people are oh, like, yeah. no, actually, this store is really legit. And people are like, rrr, rrr. and it's like, yeah, I understand that other stores do exist in the rest of the world, but like, where else can you get all this stuff together in one place? Like, where can you get like sodium alginate and then also like yuzu vinegar in the same store? Um, and John, also all probably other- at several stores in Cincinnati. If you <laughs> yeah. haven't been to Cincinnati, someone you're just was a like, Oh, you can get this in LA, you just need to go to like these five stores. And it's like, that's the point. <laughs> Drive 30 minutes between <laughs> yeah. them. Listen, any, any, any sex shop worth its salt is going to have sodium alginate and yuzu hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> like, let's just see that's now. why yeah, you got the exactly. haircut, Chris. You go in a sex shop tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know how I do. You know how the HR hot zone rolls here in New Orleans. Uh, I am in New Orleans. I'm here for the National Football League game this evening yes. between the New Orleans Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's it's been like who that who that it's who that you know what's crazy? They're gonna beat them Saints, boy. Let me say this about New Orleans. First of all, mm, world class city one of my favorite mm-hmm. on the planet probably top five i think just re- incredibly special place to me i've spent a good amount of time here obviously this is brian ford's stomping grounds you know what's cool about new orleans they really like they really love their football team like a it's like going to a small town in texas who all support their high school football team yeah. you know what i mean like where you go yeah. to a small town yeah. and you go into like every shop and it's just every, oh the boys are playing tonight you know it, like new orleans everyone has love and the for stadium this. is right in the heart of the city and that's something special too because a lot like you think about new york them stadiums i don't even know i've never i don't even know where they are yeah the metal san francisco plays hell, san francisco <laughs> plays in santa clara which is <laughs> a different planet now new orleans plays right in the heart of new orleans right where you could get pop you get you know what i'm saying block dance drinking it's right there just walking it's fucking it's nice yeah. it's nice you know what I'm saying? uh so i've been i've been suffice to say eating pretty well here uh chang posted a video yesterday we were at a, a place called domalisa's that serves mm. very very icy 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 cold beer and pretty good po boys oh that's what that was pretty good po boys yeah jdb he's like he's high on these 
these goblets, these like super thick, yeah. thick glass goblets that are incredible because they yeah. retain so much cold and then chill your yep. beer as you're drinking it. And I think as a benefit yep. to you, bartenders and, and restaurateurs, hold an incredibly small amount of liquid. <laughs> so it's just Yeah, like, they do. Right. Yeah. It looks like do. it's a big glass, but actually it's uh, like four it's ounces. It's a tiny yeah. amount of beer. It's a tiny, <laughs> tiny amount of beer. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I bought like, but I bought four beers yesterday for our, our table, and uh, the woman was like, "That'll be eight dollars." I was like, "Whoa, this is this is incredible like for one." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've been doing that, and the other thing about New Orleans is all I'll say: we ate, you know, we we've been eating all over town. We ate at a place in Treme called Little Dizzy's, and we, we hit up Galatoire's mm. and Commanders and all these places. Mm. Mm. I will mm. say this, man: it took me a long time to understand this, but New Orleans makes its own stuff better you know what i mean like i don't care about jazz mm. or anything until i'm here and i hear like a trumpet i'm like oh man yeah. this is the best song in the world <laughs> you know yeah you hear that tuba you hear that tuba at night and you're like damn yes. they're really feel- playing that tuba like you got you know different lungs they yeah, got different lungs on it's there. something different you know and like i love i love all of the creole and cajun food i love gumbo i love jambalaya but only here I don't think it's, I don't, you mm-hmm. can't do it elsewhere. Just whatever it is. Like you cannot it's, export it. It's true. It's crazy. It's true. Um, Last note, go to Singleton's. I'm going to tell you again, Chris, when you leave this podcast, go to Singleton's, get you the catfish po' boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100% mm-hmm. heading there. Because you said po' Perfect. boy and pho. They have pho. It's Vietnamese own. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful little little family shop man it's it's near it's close to ottoman park but on the on the back side you'll, you'll it's a small city um really good vietnamese food here too my god new orleans east you've been right have now. you been in new orleans east y'all went to like the, the don Fong? you not went on to this trip, but Baker, you know yeah, not on this trip but i've been out there a lot you drive past the crazy mm. old six flags uh ghost yeah. park <laughs> and then new orleans east man but it seems like more of the New it Orleans seems like East. the the Vietnamese population lives in New Orleans East, but like some of the restaurants are in like Gretna and, and Metairie and stuff like that. Yeah, they're all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> that right there, boy, you're gonna have me talking like this. You talk about New Orleans. You heard me you know, talking about like I'm back home. You understand what I'm saying? Damn. <laughs> He's code switching, okay. John. He's code switching. Um, I love it. <laughs> So we are we are here. That's that's the that's the update on what the, your your boys have been eating. But here on Recipe Club, sometimes we do some cooking. And uh, this week hmm. we cooked a recipe involving instant potato flakes. <laughs> instant potato flakes. Um, instant potato flakes. I grew up with uh, my my. At one point, my dad took over cooking duties from my from my mom. Uh, when she went to work uh, as a pharmacist and there was a, uh, what I think, what I, what do I refer to as a period of discovery where, where dad was figuring it out. He was just mm. throwing things at the wall, cooking, whatever he saw. Chicken cacciatore was a regular thing at our house. I don't know why I have no, I have no idea how, how he encountered it, but probably most frequently we would eat instant mashed potatoes with shake and bake pork chops. Is the is probably the number one regular food growing mm. up. So instant potato flakes for me, I uh, I know they're a miracle ingredient, but I ate too many of them. Did you guys grow up eating instant potatoes like this? Not like that. Um, they were in the house, but it wasn't really something that um, it's not like nostalgic to me or anything like that. I've obviously played with them, but um, no, I don't have any close close memories with them. Um, but they are phenomenal. Yeah, the first time, um, I remember the first time I ever ate potato flakes was um, for making this recipe. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> was it, I remember I remember the first time. Way back when. Three days ago. Way, way back two weeks ago. Way back when. <laughs> Wait, but why, John? You, I don't know. Just, I just never did. Like, I always had, like, the... You got fresh potatoes. It's okay. It's okay. Fresh potatoes, yeah. It's okay. My mom was like one of those Martha Stewart wannabe people, so it was uh, always it was always a whole scene. And she was the good old yeah. Martha wannabes. And she was giving you, the but they're good. I I made them for myself just to see what it was like, and I was like, damn, I could actually just pass these off as regular mashed potatoes, and like it really enough butter and cream, and it's like who cares? <laughs> yeah, 
It's great. <laughs> so I'm totally converted. The instant Salt. potato flake has been around yeah. since the 50s. It is, you know, a product of that era of convenience foods. Um, and, and, you know, it's the same fallout shelters. Yes. Fallout shelters, convenience foods. It's when we sort of all became aware and enamored with the sort of processes of, of, you know, um, uh, processed foods, you know, and they didn't have this stigma they have today. It's like, Oh, you can make this into a crazy space age thing. Like I'm all for it. That's amazing. Um, so that's that's when they became popular. I think that they, like I said, they're they're uh, they they continue to be out there. I think they're not huge now, um, but the process is cool because they are basically cooked, then dehydrated and turned into flakes. So if you've never cooked with uh, instant potato flakes, you know it's it, it is as advertised. They are not like granules. It's like little. It's like it's gigantic dandruffs of potato that you rehydrate <laughs> with water or cream or whatever. And like John said, they turn into pretty passable mashed potatoes. Um, but they're one of those cool ingredients too, where you can, you can do fun things with them because of the nature of, of how they've been uh, processed. They're really good for sort of crusting. Fish I heard that you things. can also, they use them as snow and TV and like, and like movies and TV. Oh, mm-hmm. is that true? I, that's what I heard. I don't know. It's like some DVD commentary I listened to when I was like in <laughs> high school. What a waste of potato flakes. <laughs> That it's like because they're like because they don't the melt. Fucking waste of potato flakes, man. That's sad to hear. <laughs> I can't believe it. Right, would much like, rather they, they got hungry ass people and they got hungry people. <laughs> I'm not trying to be one of them other oh, starving kids type person. I'm just saying, but like legit, how you gonna waste all that food? What do you want them to use for snow, for Brian? What do you want them to use? Um, actual snow <laughs> you can import from oh, places okay. that lit. There's pl- there. Real. There's, Bridget there's went, Bridget went to college right. in Oswego, and she said literally the part of that town's economy is exporting snow to other places, bro. <laughs> like they they send their snow out to be used. So I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But potato flakes, man, that's come on, bro. Let's eat them potatoes, man. Are you sh- come on, is bro? Bridget pulling your leg, dude. They export snow from Oswego. That's what she told me, and if I'm wrong, that's on her. I hope she hears. I, I hope she watched you she hears me this. About she's it. like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> that was a joke, dude. Uh, it's gone see. too far. Oswego <laughs> uh, snow export. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Just I'm googling this shit. She must have made this shit up because ain't nothing in Google that say nothing about so this. But that's what she told me, son. I don't know. You think they're filming Home Alone? They're just like they're... backing up a semi full of snow. They're just like, all right, we got that Oswego snow here. <laughs> Like a big sign of yeah. Can you, can you sign for this year, Mr. Columbus? Um, I mean, someone like, someone like, you... someone's like, this isn't as big Like, put it on their gum. They're like, this is potato flake, man. This has been cut with potato flake. I don't know, man. Whatever, uh, man. Let you use a potato flake, whatever. Uh, so, when anytime you look up these instant potato flakes, the first thing that people sort of, I was looking at the history, and everybody points to the fact that. Uh, dehydrated and in fact freeze-dried potatoes go back to the Incan Empire who have did, have you played with this in, in all Damn. of your sort of uh, you know South American travels Brian with with chuño like the dried Peruvian potato have you ever encountered this I, I've never been to Peru somehow um, so I've not physically encountered it but it has it has definitely appeared in a lot of things I've read about um peru peru because because of the altitude changes that they have peru's got all kind of shit peru peru just has so many different types of vegetables potatoes quinoas and grains and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so it's it's quite remarkable down there but i haven't have not tasted one um it seems very cool but you know it's like they would basically lay out these little potatoes and i think potatoes come from there uh and would basically freeze dry them literally in the freezing weather and dry them and become portable and, and long lasting. But uh, that's not what we cooked with. We cooked with instant potato flakes. I wanted to ask you guys this. What are the best dried foods? Mm, dried? Mm. Like freeze dry? What, any, define any dried. dried I mean, let's say, let's say not freeze dried. Let's say just a dried food i'm you know like not so not i'll tell you this it's not dried fruit it's not dried (laughs) fruit i was gonna say strawberries (laughs) (laughs) dried or free dried strawberries freeze dried no wait you like dried like 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 dried raisin strawberries they're like yeah they're so good or apricots yeah 
Well, do I do it. love raisins. I guess. I guess. I mean, I can't even. Fruit, I mean, raisins are phenomenal. Like, mangoes, guys. Raisins. Mangoes. Mango. Mangoes dry mango is really good. Yeah. I, fuck yeah. I mean, I guess there's some dry fruit. I don't know. I just like. I don't like dry apricots and all that kind of shit, man. I don't know. Oh, dried so, apricots rock. I like to dip them in what? chocolate, make little Christmas c- candy. Yeah. Are you guys? Are you jerky? <sighs> are you jerky boys? Never. Never. Yeah. Never, never been a jerky it's type because it's too hard on the teeth, man. What's it, what, I see yeah. people eating jerky and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, are you fucking, yeah. what do you think, you a, a lion I, or something? Four years. <laughs> it is a, I don't, uh, I don't play with, it's a flat out note on the jerky from these guys. I'm a, I'm a jerky, I'm it's a jerky a neg- maniac. It's an absolute negative. That's me out there. Really? Like, you, like, but, that's me, dude. But why? Like what? I don't, I don't never understood the appeal to eat. Tough dried meat. I just feel like I'm, I'm when you when in, in, I'm fighting my food and I'm gonna win. If you're camping or something, Chris, if you were out in the wilderness lost and you had to eat jerky? that, I would support that. <laughs> but just if you sitting right now and you pull out some jerky in New Orleans and you just start, I'm like, why are you eating that? What, what is the purpose? That's what I saw. Okay. I'm, I'm never like cruising the street eating jerky. I'm not just like I got some in my pocket. I'm not like a I'm not a fur trapper. I'm just like I like to sit on the couch and have a give slim me a, gym give, or something. So, what's what's this oh, oh post workout that's your po- so like when would you eat this like when <laughs> um when would i eat this when i'm like rifling through the kids snack drawer trying to find something that's not healthy and i find like one why um, are your kids you give this to your kids jerky yeah sometimes i'll eat a little jerky you know you know what i'm always so i'm okay. always so disappointed by the amount of jerky that comes in the packages like in these big ass bags and there's a dehydrator package and then it's like four pieces of jerky and it's like the plastic to jerky ratio mm-hmm. is like way, it is way i agree it is it is oh but like, what the hell man what's the one that's the skinny tube slim jim slim jim yeah yeah. is that i love a slim is, jim Snap okay into that, a slim that, gym. That, that, this, this, it's like a, it's like a skinny tube yeah, skinny tube like it's a easier four, to buy four is that jerky or tube? is that more like a sausage is Slim Jim jerky? I, I think Slim Jim's is sausage, actually. You're right, JDB. I think it's more of a snappy oh, sausage. Well, but it's a dried cured meat. Whatever. Product. But yeah, I love a Slim I Jim. Could, I could play. I've played with Slim Jim like a couple times years ago, and I, I think I enjoyed it. But <laughs> In your wild, <laughs> wild days. Uh, what about... Here's, I, looked at, I looked this up as I was thinking about like each of your respective worlds because we're we're going to dive deep into into the world of uh of brian ford here this is a baking centric episode but i was i as i was sitting here thinking about instant potato flakes and the idea there right like you just sort of you add water and you've got mashed potatoes it like it does appeal to this kind of space age americana thing you know what i mean do you remember in the JDB, you must remember this. Do you remember the fifth element where she like puts a plate with some pills into a microwave and oh hell yeah. And she's like, ooh, chicken, good. And it comes out like a whole chicken. Like I think about that all the time. That's the dream, yeah. right? Yeah. Stick it. Or like in Back to the Future 2, and the pizza, the little baby pizza comes in and it goes bing, and it's like a big pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is yeah. central to sort of science fiction yeah. fantasy, right? Like yeah. food in the future oh, yeah. will be shrunk down instant and you'll pop it into a machine and it'll come out perfectly sized and steaming and hot and brown so uh <laughs> i was thinking about saying about you john and i was like is there dried alcohol is there instant alcohol could i just like add whatever fl- could i add alcohol powder to any liquid flavor and just create something i don't think so well john yeah i googled it what the japanese have invented it there is some kind <laughs> no. of instant alcohol <laughs> that i think i think when you when you when you sit and think about it for one second alcohol powder it's micro it's it's actually not dried i guess it's like micro capsulized so they they apply the alcohol to a substrate it's it's not actually like the ethanol it is in solid form it is the it's like dried water you can't do it is the alcohol but it's not dried it's micro encapsulated so i think they like can combine it with whatever maltodextrin whatever whatever but it's it has the effect of like just add water and it becomes alcohol and i was like Whoa, that'd be amazing! Like I can turn any beverage alcoholic just by sp- you snort it, sprinkling. Jiminy, <laughs> <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably yes. I mean, you can you can snort it, you can boof it. The only it, one way to find you out. You can boof it, you can do anything you want with it. But I think uh, then it, it, it took me all of one second to be like, oh, that should never be legal. 
Like, can you? It's a really bad idea because you could get so you could get because you could just eat it and then you get so drunk and then you would probably die. Yeah, and it would probably it yeah. would turn you into alcohol. What if you just ate the powder and it was just like, oh, liquid? I'm turning this human into alcohol. <laughs> 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 that does sound dangerous. But for a second, Brian, I saw your eyes light up a apricot. little bit. For a second, you were like, that sounds awesome. No, nah, I drink pretty much only red I feel wine. Like if you want to have powdered like alcohol, that, just do ketamine. What? <laughs> that doesn't sound. Genius. You only drink red wine. What if you could just sprinkle a little powdered alcohol into some grape juice and be like, "There's my red wine." Wouldn't that be convenient? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Not because really. wine comes from natural fermentation, so I don't know. If, I don't know if some powder is going to do it for me. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't sound appealing to me, Chris. Right, fine, you're both disinvited from from my. <laughs> There's a brand called I just I, I just Google. There's a brand called Palcohol, <laughs> and it's powdered alcohol. And it's powdered alcohol. Yeah, it's in the alcohol. looks like it's in the UK or something. I had to see this. I was like, what, what is this powdered alcohol? They're so much more sophisticated alcohol. than us. There. Um, all right, wildly off topic. We have a bunch of recipe submissions for not powdered alcohol because these guys won't come with me on powdered alcohol. We got a good number of submissions for instant potato flakes. We got, I'll, I'll run through these as quickly as I can. Man, we got a lot of these. Instant Potato Lefsa by Eric Mensch. Dad's Butterhorns from Hannah Vickers. Thanksgiving Dinner, Alexander Flowers. Potato Candy from Catherine Cunningham. Has not missed the recipe club yet. Baked Alaska Meatloaf from Adam Sofrin. Sourdough Bread from Brandon Dean. LeBlanc Family's Acadian-style Trottier. Trottier something from kirsten westlow black garlic mashed potato balls from mary bennett also a frequent submitter and fancy mashed potatoes from cindy nelson uh brian which one did we bake which one did we make so make yes that is the correct word for me make um (laughs) (laughs) these were all some interesting submissions but the dad's butter horns i like I just as soon as I saw that I was like I, w- I don't know what that is but I got we got to make dad's butterhorns so that's where that's where we landed Papa's butterhorns Papa's butterhorns I hope you all abided by the rule that we came up with when we we chose dad's butterhorns which was you cannot look up what a butterhorn is before you make this and I wanted to see what everybody ended up with but uh, the recipe from Hannah Vickers no one told me that was a rule John you cheater. <laughs> Well, because I'm subbing in for Dave, so... Oh, well, what, he would have cheated, too. Didn't, he didn't get... <laughs> True to form. Hi, this is Hannah Vickers, and this is my dad's butterhorn recipe. Food was a big part of life growing up, you know, cooking from scratch. So it was something that everybody participated in, both parents cooked. My dad was the baker in our family. I don't remember ever not having homemade bread at home. Other kids would come to school with like Wonder Bread sandwiches and whatever, and it was always homemade bread for us. This recipe, his butterhorns, were known as like his signature bake. So anytime there was like anything even slightly special happening, there were butterhorns. Whether it was um, a holiday, getting invited to someone's house, whatever it was, there was going to be butterhorns. It was basically the expectation that if we were coming, butterhorns would be there. It is a recipe that I think Brian also was gravitating toward because it was on a <laughs> written on a recipe card and had could not have had simpler directions. It's potato flakes, dry milk. Uh, Milk, honey, sugar, shortening, salt, eggs, vanilla, yeast, water, and flour. Mix in some potato flakes with some flour. Try milk, sugar, and salt. Add milk, proofed yeast, shortening, eggs, honey, vanilla, and more flour. Knead, let rise, roll out, let rise, and then bake. That is the entire recipe, um, <laughs> which I love. No, actually, actually, it says they attached something else, but y'all didn't provide it, it seems. <laughs> they attached something else that showed the shaping. It says it in the note. It says, I have also attached how it shaped and i didn't see that wow. that's, that's nice nice uh, little play recipe. no 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 the shaping of the okay. dough is in the original recipe i was familiar with it that i didn't copy it over is that what they said i don't, I don't no, think we're supposed no, to No, it says atta- it's it says that we got yeah it. Well, it was more fun if we had I no idea what a butterhorn is and no idea how to it shape. was I, way I more fun I it was way more fun up. trying to make it without knowing but i was like man i wish i could see what that was i really do um so this is the kind of recipe i think that we all really love on the show it's it's a legitimate family heirloom i think it had originally started as a better homes and gardens recipe that evolved into a family recipe and then you know obviously it was passed from generation to generation 
super simple directions that aren't sort of overwrought and ridiculous. A lot of sort of choose your own adventure to this stuff. And uh, we love this kind of recipe, even though we didn't know what a butterhorn was. But as we do here on Recipe Club, we make the original in our studio, uh, which, you know, at some point you'll see in a video. But we also make it a little harder on ourselves by taking a spin on the wheel of death. I'm sitting in a hotel room in New Orleans, so the wheel of death is nowhere near me. Usually it's sitting right behind me, comforting me. Uh, But we each landed on a different constraint under which we had to make this um, instant potato dad's butterhorns. Um, Dad's Butterhorns is just like just I know it's a totally innocent name. It's perfect. It really does no, not sound. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's innocent. <laughs> it just it doesn't sound. I feel like I'm being pranked here. Um, it's like someone's like it's like someone sees you a search history search history. They're like Dad's Butterhorns. Like, <laughs> talk. Right. I had to change my safe settings off when I when I did this incognito. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go incognito to search for that. <laughs> Bridget walks in, you shut your laptop really quick. It's like, oh no, 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 holy god dude um holy cow okay so jdb was assigned stepdad's butterhorns and no jdb you absorbed chang's assignment which was to do a few although i actually think i assigned it to him when he wasn't there and then i ended up getting it i think that's exactly true i think we spun this with the intent of dave yeah just like just hitting myself just hitting exactly exactly shooting zingers your own way uh so shady b made uh papa's butterhorns uh fusion style fusing it with peruvian cuisine which seems fitting given what we were talking about earlier yeah brian ford you landed on double taxation so i think i maybe gave you these two double taxation tasks which i thought would be okay i didn't know you're gonna be making this in a hotel room uh in canada when i assigned these to you neither did i but it's okay (laughs) you got the assignment (laughs) to make this luxe spend money elevating this thing making it fancy and you had to be one element of this had to be handmade and i think we said you had to hand make the potato flakes so i'm eager to hear yeah you did that worked out uh i think i also landed on double taxation (laughs) i ended up with uh budget so I couldn't spend more than $20 or uh, $25 and fusing it with Mexican baking. So those are the three tasks. Uh, I don't know. You make cuernitos. I, I, That's what I would have done. I made something. I made something. I made a little something. I don't know. If I, was, like, I was proud of it, but we'll see. Um, okay. You want me to just go? You want me to just go? I'll, I'll, I'll go. I think mine is probably actually the closest to the original version of this thing. So as far as budget goes, um, this was not <clears throat> a challenge to standard budget. Um, these are all very affordable ingredients to start out with. And I had almost all of them at home. So the only things I had to buy were the potato flakes, um, the dry milk. And instead of shortening, I bought lard because I wanted to make mm-hmm. a concha. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've never made conchas before. I've always wanted to. I would think. I always think they're like they're the coolest looking baked good in the world. Just you know the the mm-hmm. uh, Mexican pan dulce with like a seashell pattern of of sort of a crust of a sugary crust on top that looks like a seashell, and they come in all sorts of different colors and and uh, usually are chocolate or vanilla. I mean, Brian, I'm I'm mutilating this. You tell me something about. You're not. That was perfect. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, I knew this was a bad idea because I was like walking straight into Brian Ford's house and just being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. But I looked at the recipe and I thought it's it's an enriched, super, you know, buttery dough uh, with lots of fat, and I thought that to me translates easily. Um, but I know that traditionally, I know you make a lot of conchas with, with shortening now, but like you, I think traditionally, or, or maybe more traditionally with lard. So I wanted to use lard. So I bought lard and said, and then the only other purchase I had to make was a little food coloring 
a little powdered sugar um, so I can make the topping. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, I made this recipe. I made the the dough basically as as instructed. You know, instant potato flakes and and flour and dried milk. And um, I used instant yeast, so I didn't. Uh, I used like you know Red Star instant yeast. So I didn't proof it. I just added it straight into the dough, which I think works fine if you know you have yeah. good healthy yeast. Um, I I never looked up the shape of this thing, which was which I didn't have to because I was making it into a different shape. I proofed it once. Uh, I split it up into little balls, proofed it again, <laughs> baked it. And then the only difficult part was, I'll tell you what, I had no idea. I've eaten a lot of conchas and I had no idea what the topping was. <laughs> I had no idea whatsoever. Yeah. What is that? So I, uh, I tried, I didn't Google it, but I just assumed it was more lard or shortening or some sort of fat was going to be the basis of it. And then, uh, sweetened with 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 powdered sugar and i started trying to make it into kind of like a, a marzipan type of thing but i was like this needs more flour, flour. so i added flour mm-hmm. once i was like this is not this is frosting so far this is frosting so i added some flour it was um and then food coloring and and it looks it looked great i was it was i was feeling very hopeful but the one thing i would say is I was having trouble working with it until I decided to sort of like sheet it out and then freeze it or like put it in the refrigerator. So yeah. it was cold. Cause like, as soon as you touch it, it's just going to start liquefying and melting away or whatever. But <laughs> I, uh, I, I, <laughs> well, it's not liquefying, but you know what I mean? It's like, if, if you manipulate it too much, the T1000 it's, just, country, it's not going to, you can't slice you, it. You can't to make that, to make that cubierta one-to-one on, on the fat and, and sugar, one-to-one fat powdered sugar, mm. and then a little more flour. Okay. So it's like, if you do 50 grams butter, 50 grams powdered mm. sugar, something like 75 flour, and that like somewhere in that range is going to get you that per, like you could like Play-Doh. Okay. That's what yeah, you, I think that's I was, I, was, I, think I was pretty for. close, but I think like it was, like I said, it was just like that melting point of the lard seemed very low and it wasn't liquefying. Mm, it wasn't yeah. liquefying. It was just like hard to slice into a round and, and, and shape and, and design if it wasn't mm-hmm, cold. Mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. I made it cold. And then I'll, I'll tell you what, guys, I, um, <laughs> I feel like I did a pretty good job of this thing. <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I, I colored them red. Oh. I, let me see if I can find a photo real quick for you. Oh, I want to see your red conchas. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing in the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Jedi are being murdered. Now streaming, Star Wars Returns, only on Disney+. Plus. I didn't do it! Believe me! She was my student. Let me be the one to bring her in. Now she's a student of the dark side. An acolyte. Star Wars The Acolyte. New episodes Tuesdays, only on Disney+. Plus. Ryan, can I ask you a question while Chris is figuring this out? Yeah. It's a baking question, so this is why. So you know, the, have you ever had melon pan? Like the Japanese bread? Mm-hmm. Like the, is that this? Is that like a version of concha? Because I always feel like they're kind of like the same. They look they, they a lot. Yeah, I mean they look very similar. Um, the the topping is usually thinner on those. Uh, um, but they're yeah. I mean it's it's a sweet. It's like a pan, it's a yeah. pan dulce. Yeah, they look the same. They uh, have a lot of the same qualities for sure. 
Oh, oh snap. My little contrast. They look pretty good, right? Look at that. It's not bad. They, so that's where's the where's the where's the butterhorn? Like where's the where, I turn I used the, the butterhorn and the turned it part? into a concha, man. Yes. That's the whole that's the so whole So you just made thing. a so you just made a concha. Yeah, what's I supposed I, I could barely make a concha. You want me to make a butterhorn <laughs> concha? How am I supposed to do that, dude? I didn't yes, know what a butterhorn yes. was. I would like you, I would have hey, I was honestly hey, Brian, expecting you to say I would no, I was expecting you to say <laughs> I took the dough, shaped it into some fucking horns, and then put the cubierta on and had and I, I was expecting to see some like hey, red devil horn type oh, shit. Hey, you know yeah. what, Brian? And you just that's what you just show me some contest. You know what, Brian? That's what my butter horns look like. Okay. So no judging what, what yeah. this dad's butter horns look like. All right. Oh, Maybe oh, your right, butter right. horns okay. look like that. Every everyone's butter horns are unique and special. <laughs> you but what don't, well, don't, like, don't like butter horn shame. Did, did, Chris, right? yeah, don't, are are they not sub, I mean, are they not supposed to be shaped like horns? I mean, it's in the name, no. I just their dad's butter horns and my, and my butter horns are round <laughs> and bulbous. It. Okay, maybe we're not all us work out our butter horns enough to get them shapely and horny. But you know that's just what mine look like. <laughs> that boy, just- <laughs> no. But for me, for me, the the greater point here, like I'm not even I'm not messing around. Like I could have I, I you know I could have made it into a horn shape, but I was like I just like the idea of this this kind of a dough being like mm-hmm. uh, whether it's being in a panaderia or like in dad's you know oven or in france it's like this the essential thing at its core is the same you know what i mean like i love Mm -hmm. that part of it and so for me it's like the only difference between dad's butter horns and conchas is the shape like that's literally it right like it's basically the same stuff well the potato the potato flakes is not a typical uh i was gonna ask you about the potato flakes and i'll we'll i'll hear about this when you guys get to yours i was like this is a small amount of potato flakes. I don't really know yeah. what the hell the point of potato flakes is in this thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not a substantial amount of potato flakes. I don't really yeah. understand the purpose of it, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't put water or potato in, in a pan dulce though. It's usually just milk, mm. Um, mm. just whole milk and not milk powder either, but. That that's just me. I think you get you get a more um, you get a more like succinct uh, situation because of the fat. So that I mean, I think like this dough is not exactly pan dulce dough, but it seems to have work. I mean, it is dough. Um, I don't know what the potato flakes really did in it at one cup because you're you're talking about the you got seven cups it's of a flour. Huge recipe, yeah. Oh, I cut that's it in like half, not by the even, way, because I was like, "There's no way I'm going to eat." Yeah, Dad's, it's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. take this much. Dad's butter horns. I mean, this recipe itself is, I mean, seven cups of flour, you know. That's all my flour. How much butter? That's all the flour yeah. I have. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> That's all the flour I have. Because it's not even, a, not even a cup of fat in here, which is like, I hope you added more yeah. fat to it. Because, I mean, you need to at least be around 30% fat to make a good, or like somewhere between 25 to 30% fat my, for, to, to make a good. My bo- these, these, I, was, I was really happy with the... Uh, the tenderness of dad's butter horns. They're very tender and, and uh, <laughs> fluffy. Dad's concha horns. Um, let's get into who, who, who should we go to next? You want to start talking about this potato flake, Brian? You want to talk about your, your adventure? Oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to make my heart out. They're going to come banging at one o'clock and be like, fuck, man, I'm going to be still talking about this bullshit I did. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, had some scheduling issues. I was I was traveling for one show, traveling for another show, and in between, I had to fire my head baker at the bakery, and it was kind Oof. of a, a situation. So it was Yikes. like, "Fuck!" I was like, "When am I going to do this?" Finally, got this on the books, and I was like, "I got settled here," and um, I get to this hotel room. It's nice, nice suite, but there's not even a fucking mic. Sorry, man, it's cursing. There's not even a microwave in this place, and I'm like, "Man, all right, <laughs> there's not a microwave." Obviously, I'm on set of a baking show, but I can't. It's, it's hard to do. I can't just be like, yo, I need to like use this. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But I bummed an induction from them. I was like, okay, nice. what can I do? And I was like, I just like kind of got an induction burner. I brought that back and I was like in my head, like, I was like, okay, so I got to bake, I got to bake this. I want to make this. At first I was like, I'll get a Dutch oven. I'll heat it up really hot on the induction and like put some kind of manipulator in there to put the dough on to bake. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, that's fucking, that's dumb. That's not going to work. So I land. So I, so I got a cast iron and I was like, well, there's a lot of different types of bread in the world. You know, there's flatbreads, tortillas, 
And I was like, there's also fry bread, right? There's also fry mm. bread. So I made a dough. I'll get to the potato part in a second. I'm trying to, I'm trying to set the scene for you of how the situation happened, how I was able to make this. I made a fry bread out of this recipe because I was in a hotel room with an induction burner. All right. So that's how that happened. I was also able to procure a dehydrator, Chris Yang. I I was able to procure a dehydrator because I actually, you know, the funny thing is I forgot this episode. I knew it was Lux. I was like, all right, I got to do Lux. And then I went and re-listened. I was like, wait, I was like, wasn't there like two things you told me? And I couldn't find anything in the email. And so I go and re-listen to this thing literally at like the 11th hour. And and Chris Yang's voice is like, I want you to hand make the potato flakes. And I'm like, bro, like really, really, how did you really say that? (laughs) So I'm like, okay, tall task. Um, And I'll try to walk you through the process of just the dough. And then I'll get into Luxtown, baby, because we going all the way to Luxtown because we out here in Canada and they got some fire, luxurious things here that you can use. Um, I uh, mashed, uh, boiled them, peeled them, let them cool completely. Potatoes, just Nothing fancy. I didn't go Lux on the potatoes. I just found a bag of potatoes. Not not uh, baking potatoes like uh, like a, like a gold like a nice gold potato like a, like mm-hmm. a nice potato that you would want to eat mashed. Uh, boiled them, peeled them, cooled, grated them, dehydrate <laughs> overnight. They went bye bye. Luckily, dehydrate dehydrate is cheap. You can get one for like twenty bucks. They went bye bye overnight. And like the, the funny, you know, the funny thing is, Chris about. You making me hand make potato flakes <laughs> is that all you do is rehydrate them back into their original form. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, this is like, I cannot believe Chris Yang, <laughs> well, that you made me. I think it's, <laughs> I just put it into a bread mix. I was like, I didn't even need to dehydrate these. And, and, you know, and, and quite frankly, quite frankly, you should be punished for doing that to me. You were, you should ex- be okay. we can play back the tape. You were excited about this. You were fine with this. You use nicer potato. You had an opportunity to add a little, a little, uh, a little zhuzh, a little Brian Ford magic to the dehydrated potatoes. You could have done something cool with the potatoes. But Chris, I'm in a hotel room. <laughs> Don't talk to me about doing something cool with the potatoes. I'll tell you where yeah. Luxtown came in. The pot- Listen, a dough like this, the potato, I could use the most expensive potato in the world, and you're not gonna you're not gonna taste matter. it in a dough like this. And that's why I didn't splurge on potatoes, yin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> trying to comfort you, trying to comfort me. You're I'm trying to comfort not, me. Talking about you're, you're blaming right. me for this. So, I think I think I'm very happy to. See, I, I, I actually want to know. You are literally it, to blame. Did it work though? Like it? Would you? Yeah. Have, all right. So I'll, I'll, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break down the the truth of what happened. So I made the dough. I didn't. Re- I look. You know, I looked at the ingredients and I kind of just. I have a. I have a potato roll recipe and stuff like that. I, I. I. There's not enough fat in this recipe. It could use a little more egg. You could take out the water. Just use whole milk. There's a lot of ways. I think that, you know, this recipe, look, I'll, I'll do respect to dad's butter horns and, and the original jotting down. It was a nice little starting point for me to visualize, uh, you know, what I needed to procure. Got some stone ground flour, like, you know, spent a little bit of money on that. But uh, I fried it in oil nice. in the shape of horns, <laughs> in the shape of horns, because I'm like, uh, isn't that part of the whole situation? They're called butter horns. All right. Nice fry. Got a nice lift. And uh, I went to, uh, oh, no, instead of the honey, I used a certified organic maple syrup from Ontario mm. that was quite expensive. And it was, I mean, let me tell you, I went to this, um, this other show I was doing in Quebec I, I, last week or two weeks ago. I, got, I went to a maple farm for the first time where they, where they tap and everything. Bro, it's a different level. It's crazy. It's different. It's different. Yeah level and i was like you know i was i was like oh that maple syrup shit ain't that who cares, now you know why it's bro? so expensive it's syrup and then when you and when you go and drink that syrup from from where it comes like that boy so i got some of that it was quite it was like 50 bucks for a little bottle i was like yeah it's luxtown added that into the dough instead of the honey and i think that definitely elevated the flavor of the dough but where i really went luxtown is there's this uh high-end <laughs> high-end meat shop here in toronto that carries a, a line of duck foie gras that's made in oh, Quebec. Right. And I plated the fry bread, my horns, my nicely fried butter horn fry bread. And I served it with the foie gras on top and a little more of the maple <laughs> yeah. syrup. And the foie gras was quite expensive. It was literally like a hundred bucks just for that, for like a oh, little duck. Man. Okay, let, me, Martin, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you all about dad's fry bread, butter horn with foie gras and uh, organic maple syrup it was 
fucking divine it was divine it was bro it was like it was michelin dining in the w baby with a <laughs> with a with an induction burner so you could try me chris ying but i'm gonna take you to lux town and i'm gonna get you and i'm gonna get you revved your engines hey man i uh wow i'll take a ride to lux town with you any anytime man anytime <laughs> anytime i'll get on that train to lux town yeah i think i just moved into lux town <laughs> <laughs> that was my first time having time like re- real town. foie gras i think I think wow. I think that was my first time having. You like, know, okay. Now I know you're lying because I had it with you at Claude in New York, <laughs> my friend. So now I know oh, everything well, okay. about your well, story. Remember. It's a lot. You don't remember our meal? There was like I, a. I don't remember. Well, we were. I was. I was a little loopy that night. Let's just say that I don't remember what the <laughs> hell we were eating, dude. <laughs> okay, the second time we had uh, was it duck? Mm, no goose, but uh, that sounds delicious, goose. man. That sounds really, really outrageously delicious it was quite good the best meal ever cooked in the w <laughs> i feel like the hotel the the hotel uh like the nightly rate that, that definitely also counts for the lux yeah for sure <laughs> oh yeah i mean bro you the lux wanna, dollar amount <laughs> you need want to know the content's great the content's great i can't wait for y'all to see it it's really, uh, it's real I'm fun. super excited <laughs> to uh jdb bring us home with yeah. the mexican butter home. all right so here's so i I was doing Peruvian, Peruvian excuse me. Uh, butter horns, Peruvian butter horns. And I actually, I wish I, I wish I didn't uh, look up what butter horns were supposed <laughs> to look like, which are bas- they're basically just like croissants, right? Like, but cause I was fully prepared to like pile up some dough on a baking sheet, like <laughs> bake them like a chode, bake them for like that. Horn. <laughs> like, like Bro, <laughs> what? what? I was prepared to do that. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just see what these look no, like. And I was like, fuck, they're just that. croissants. It would have been so hilarious. You should so, have done that. I wish. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. It's just like the mo- biggest regret of my life. But anyway, so <laughs> just really quick, JDB so, says I wanted to pile them up on the, on a tray like a chode. <laughs> I mean, that's butterhorns, man. Oh my god, like a chode. Because you know that's how they would have come out. It wouldn't have been some like sharp like devil horns that you could have like no, poked no, someone with. It would have been, 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 been a Anyway. Like a real lumpy base, you know, it would have been enough. Um, so I, <laughs> I got it. I'm trying to do Peruvian cuisine here, and so I'm looking up, you know, various things, and I found something called a calza, which is like a potato casserole kind of thing that has a little bit of like a, it's like a tuna salad or a chicken salad or some sort of like little meat kind of situation in the middle. It's sort of like a little trifle where it's like a layer of mashed potatoes that are sort of like congealed, and then there's like a meat situation and there's another one on top and it's like a nice little Peruvian dish. Um, so what I did is uh, I took the, um, the butterhorns recipe and it felt it was like kind of sweet. So I didn't want to do like a savory recipe with like, um, you know, the vanilla extract. It just seemed like it wouldn't have been that, that Congress. So what I did is I switched out the regular uh, milk powder for goat milk just to give it some like acidity mm. kind of make it nice. Wow. Mm. Um, and then I also, so remember the Lomo Saltado recipe from last season? Yes, I actually still have the, um, the, um, ahi amarillo <laughs> paste in my refrigerator from that. So I just dumped that in the, in the, in the dough recipe, Whoa! uh, to make it like a little spicy and give it like a little, a little edge and kind of colored it a little bit too. Made That's it, garlic made based it, though, right? It's like kind of garlic and yeah, chili. That's dangerous like, to put into it's dough. It's good. It's really good. It and good. the thing is, the recipe, the, there's, it makes so much dough. I still have a huge Ziploc bag full of frozen, un, uncooked butterhorns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, should, I should actually just melt them, thaw them out, and then reshape them into chodes. Somebody um, should tip off the police that, so was, that Sean DeBerry has a freezer bag of chodes in his, in his, his house. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you, are, you don't want to see my freezer. Um, <laughs> And Fuck it in your freezer, and uh, just like mushrooms. Um, so like I want, so I wanted to make like a, a, a kind of a, a casserole, like layered. So I made some butter horns that were more like spiraled. Um, so I could so I could layer them as like a little, almost like a little sandwich. Uh, so I, I I baked all those up, um, and then I made a tuna tartare with like jalapeno and avocado and like some lime juice and just like a little salt and pepper. Tossed that up, and then I took one of the butter horns, sliced it in half, put the ceviche situation in the middle, and then made a whole little sandwich. And it was like a little cheese JDB Mick butter horn. 
Damn. Well, and in Peru, they have a pan de yema that's, that's shaped uh, just like you described. Um, so I got you, maybe you knew that or did not know that, but I'll give you points that. for that. I'll give you Thank point you. for. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. that's the assist. But it sounds yeah, like yeah. it sounds like you made a little <laughs> a Peruvian pan de yema. That sounds quite good, my friend. Yeah, great. Mm. I'm looking at this causa. Peruvian is a it looks very cool too. It's like a little. Uh, what is it? The causa he was talking. It's like a little about. trifle, it's like a little casserole yeah. kind of situation. I think usually the potato element is more like um, pasty. It isn't like baked, but it, for this, I figured since it was like a potato recipe, it works perfectly. So it reminds me of. Have you ever heard? Have you guys ever heard of herring under a fur coat? Do you know this dish? No. <laughs> okay. I haven't. It's a cool dish. Anyway, it's a Russian dish, and it's a. It's like a kind of. Layer sounds like it like also that. sounds like sounds like it's like in the same search history as Tag Twitter one. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> herring under the red coat. Yeah, I, think I, need, I, think I mean, I need listen, guys. I, I like to do all my searches on the dark web. Uh, Dad's butterhorns <laughs> and herring under a fur coat. Uh, that sounds amazing, JDB. That's the Peruvian version of Dad's butterhorns. We have taken yeah. we've taken Hannah Vickers Dad's butterhorns all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place to a to Luxtown. There's a potato. This, but the, to to Luxtown and the W to a panaderia to the dark web. <laughs> We've taken them all over <laughs> the place. We've taken dad to places he never thought he would go to Lima. Um, to Lima, um, dad. It was great traveling with you this week on Recipe Club. Uh, we only have our. We only we're we're fortunate enough to to have Gabby. As our producer in the booth here, we're all in kind of a remote situation here. So well, you just lost the episodes. So, so <laughs> I mean, he just made a concha. So, so listen, I could have told listen, you that. Yeah. Listen, I also happen to be Gabby's employer. So, you guys, um, so <laughs> hostile workplace. <laughs> You have rights, Gabby, for those. You have rights. You should sidebar with me if you, you. There are rights that you can have, you know, against. Yeah. Uh, so Gabby's gonna like Gabby's gonna deliberate. Time. She's gonna go into her isolation booth. Um, she's gonna think really hard, really hard uh, about about the the stories she the tales we just spun for her. Um, she's gonna pick a first, second, and third place uh, for this week. But in the meantime, let me give you all a quick update on the scores. Um, Ooh. Uh, the season standings, I should say. Uh, we've had a little bit of, of movement here, I believe. Still sitting atop the doggy pile here is John DeBerry with a average score of 9.43, which is ridiculous. Basically, the guy never loses. Um, in second place, Priya is nipping at your heels, JDB. She's Ooh. got 9.40. Uh, hmm. so, you know, she's right there behind you. So this, this week matters. Um, Dave is yes. in third place with 9.06 right behind him is Brian mm. with a perfect average of 9.00 Rachel, uh, who suffered a loss last time out has the very auspicious number of 8.88 and, uh, oh. yours truly, um, Mr. Concha. Mr. Doesn't Ever Do Enough. 8.76 in the basement. That's me. Um, Gabby, you can come out of the isolation booth. I'm out. I'm here. Give us your <laughs> give us your infallible <laughs> ruling on Don't this week's instant potato, Hannah Vickers' dad's butterhorns. Uh, it was another really interesting week with everyone. Um, so... <laughs> I'm just trying to soften the blow. <laughs> Gotta butter us up like that. Um, in third place this week, uh, the man who legally can't be mad at me is Chris Ying. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a really good job. Um, I just really liked. I really liked the conscious idea. In second place, we've got JDB uh, with the Peruvian take, and for all the trials and tribulations you went through, Brian, uh, you get first place this week unanimous decision it feels right mm. it feels right uh lux lux the way man lux is the way that for me the easy path to victory i can't wait to see the video i will not be oh, sharing it's, my it's a disaster i will not be sharing my feelings on this ruling in this public forum but rest assured 
I will be filing a complaint, <laughs> an official complaint to our human resources department about a uh, another incidence of being bullied in the workplace. <laughs> I am being bullied. I am being bullied at wow. work, guys. And you're putting it you're putting it on record. That's, that's a dangerous game, Yang. <laughs> I don't it's not know if it's true. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Damn, that's that's that's, um, that's, uh, that's not how bullying works. <laughs> as a, uh, it's always true. Um, so it's always true. That is, <laughs> yeah, that is another episode of Recipe Club in the in the uh, in the what in the bag in the in the tank in the. In the, can. in the can. There it is. In the toilet. The can. There's another episode of Recipe Club in the toilet for you all. Um, <laughs> I think we have, what do we have left? Gabby, do we have any more ingredients for these guys? That's it for Brian Ford. No, that's it. I'm done. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's all oh for JDB and Brian Ford for another season of Recipe Club, season 65 or whatever. Oh, wait, is after, after today, who's who's winning? Is Priya winning now or is it still me? Oh, oh let's update those. That's a great question. Oh, no, we're done. Oh, oh, oh. concerned. That's all I, that's all I care okay. about. I'm sorry. Brian, you can be late to your shoot. You can be late to your shoot. Me, excuse know, me. The, who's winning? Let me give you, no. me give you all some updates on these standings here. Um, still in the basement. Nowhere near climbing out of this thing. I'm loving it down here. I'm just a, I'm a I'm a piece of mildew on the wall of the basement now. Uh, 8.73. Rachel stays at 8.88. Um, Dave falls into fourth place because scrambling over his uh, body, oh. clambering over his body is Brian Ford, who now stands on the podium with a 9.17. Uh, and in second place, with a score of 9.38 season average, is now John DeBerry. You have gifted wow. the top spot to Priya Krishna, who I believe also won last season. Um, this isn't the end. We don't know. There is, there is still opportunity for Priya to cough it up, I believe. And there's still opportunity for JDB or Brian to sub in for another episode and and maybe retake the lead here which will probably be under protest but i have a question what do you got i've never subbed in an episode has how how oh. many episodes have i been in compared to someone like john <laughs> he's been in more episodes than me am i, well, am it's I not right it's average it isn't it's total. average it's ah, average but look what just but brian look what just happened to him being so, in I, an so extra because episode, i was in this episode him. i went yeah exactly he just got he just screwed, screwed by me. being in an extra this, episode. Is, this is what i do for you brian <laughs> I suppose. I mean, listen. It's not. It's not, not my fault, man. You should have been more Peru. Me, you should have flew to Peru. Let me, and made this let shit. me say this to you, Brian. If you think that being in more episodes is helpful, I've been in every motherfucking one of these, and I've been last place. Does the finale? How, so is the finale work towards the average? Like two? Uh, what, how does the finale even work? I don't even know. The death match. It's gonna. We're gonna have some November audience voting is gonna play a role. Ooh. These scores will play a big role. Uh, some arbitrary feelings that I have been developing over the course of this season toward all of you will play a role. <laughs> we're gonna have our season. We're gonna have our season uh, awards at the end of the at the end of the season, as they usually happen. And uh, there's still plenty more recipe club to come before then. We've got a couple of special episodes uh, in store, um, including some fun special guests that I, I think everyone's going to be excited about. And like I said, this won't be the, this most likely will not be the last time uh, you'll hear from one of these two gentlemen before we get to the finale. I'm sure we're going to enlist them again. Uh, but in the meantime, Join the Major Domo Media Discord to play along with Recipe Club. You know, you can spin the wheel for yourself. Um, you can land on Fusion. You can try to make a Mexican butter horn and be accused of not having made it horny enough. Um, and you can also, you should also <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel, Major Domo Media's YouTube channel, where you will start to see some of these videos. You'll start to see the photographic evidence of the magnificence of my butterhorns um, and Brian Ford somehow <laughs> wizarding a, a foie gras topped flatbread in a hotel in Toronto. It's the best of all time. It's the best, the best of all time, dude. 
This this Canadian you can't this, just call this, a concha a butter This horn. Canadian air is going to your head. To get out of the bacon. This Canadian air no, is going to your no. head. You can't ex- you can't just call a concha a butterhorn and expect to get out of the basement. Chris. I just want to say like, I just, just want to say this guy this guy's coming with with knives out on the show. But the last time I talked to him, he called me from a bar just to be like, "I love you, bro." Look at these chicken wings. No, oh, no, no. Let's talk about why I called you. Actually, John, I I FaceTimed him with Bridget at a bar. We were eating wings. This is after our wing episode that we did together. Yeah, and I had that moment where I was like, Chris and Ying is right that the flats are so much better, and he was so right. Oh. I FaceTimed him just to tell him how right he was. So just because I really call sweet. my knives out on the show doesn't mean that I'm not, uh, you know, submissive to <laughs> Almighty oh, Ying. <laughs> And it made me. You know it was. It, it, it absolutely made my day. It was like the happiest thing in the world. I was driving my car, and and and, and uh, Brian and Bridget were having enjoying some wings and some uh, beverages, and I was like, I was so so happy to convert you to a flat man, and just to hear from you guys. It, the, the meat is just so much juicy. It's just so much better. It's so much better. It's, it's, it's real. It's real. <laughs> Uh, so give us five stars and we will talk to you all very soon thank you to Brian thank you to John thank you to all of you out there for listening right. 